One of the last surviving soldiers from the Second Great War just celebrated a milestone. He's 100 years old. A remarkable feat, but he isn't proud of it. He credits the Lord and the Lord alone for everything he has. Victor Williamson was born in Coward, South Carolina, but he is no coward. He served overseas in World War II, returning a hero and a decorated soldier. Three medals, but that's not the most important thing about him. He returned home and became an ordained deacon in his hometown. He served his church for over 20 years and now spends his time tending his garden and retelling stories. Reflecting on his life, Victor says, It's hard to say all I've learned. Really, all I can say is grace and mercy have allowed me to make it this far and kept me. All I can say is thank you, Lord. Yes, thank you, Lord, for your grace. And thank you for Victor. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. And today we're wrapping up a series called War and Grace. The last couple of weeks has been a true delight to hear stories of faith in the midst of world wars. And we have one more for you to hear today. Werner Simonson lived for a hundred years and through both world wars. He was a German with Jewish heritage. And even though he was a judge on a high court, he lost his position when the Nazis came to power. Stay with me as you'll hear how the Lord preserved his life and even saved his soul when he was 49 years old. And then he was called to be a minister of the gospel in World War II. Now his conversion in middle age is unusual. And perhaps because Christ called him late in life, he was always eager to redeem the time. What a lesson for us. Pastor and author Don Stevens sharing with his congregation several years ago about the life of Werner Simonson. We'll hear more from him in just a moment, but first let me remind you about the book that Don wrote called War and Grace. It's a special book filled with wartime biographies like the one that we'll hear today, as well as others like Louis Zamperini and Chaplain Henry Garricky, who shared the gospel with Nazi war criminals in the Nuremberg trials and even saw some of them come to faith in Christ. As you read this book, you'll be amazed at how the Lord works to shine light in the darkest of times through people like you and me. I know you'll enjoy reading this book this summer, just like me. So give us a call after the program. Make a gift to the ministry, but ask for the book War and Grace. Our number you can call is 800-654-2836, 800-65-HAVEN. Or go online and there you'll find some resources like the video we shot with the late Louis Zamperini and a special blog post on his life. And you can experience all of that when you make your gift and ask for the book at haventoday.org, haventoday.org. Now let's get started. We open with the music of Selah. Come now let us reason together There is work to be done
darkness coming on It's coming on strong But the Father's love is deeper still And the whole wide world is a mission field Take my hand, let's hold each other up title of a song opening this haven today by Sela. I'm Charles Morris. And now I want you to meet a German man who lived for over a century. 
His long life means that he saw changes happen, both in his home country as well as throughout the world. Our story opens in World War I. Let's listen to the voices of British citizens who remembered the day in 1918 when the First World War ended. At 11 o'clock, the noise of the gunfire just rolled away like you hear a peal of thunder in the distance and it just faded and it was quiet. It was eerie. I, don't, I can't express how I felt, but I offered up a little prayer to think that I was still alive. Everybody seemed to be walking up and down the street saying, is it really over? Is it really over? Perhaps he'll come home after all. Well, do you know, strangely enough, we wept because the silence was so awful. See, we'd been used to the noise of guns all day long, all day long, all day long. It, it was so strange to have silence. Millions of people experienced both world wars in their lives, including the man in our story today, Werner Simonson. Once again, we turn to the familiar voice of a brother in Christ, a pastor, the late Don Stevens. In October 1914, the French and the German armies were locked in battle. One of the German soldiers called Werner Simonson was one of 50 who had just captured some French prisoners. One of them was an ex-schoolmaster who seemed particularly distressed at being a prisoner. So Werner Simonson gave him some food and started to talk to him kindly in French. And then suddenly the French counterattacked and as a result of the firing, 35 Germans were killed along with some of the French prisoners they captured earlier. So to take revenge for the death of the Frenchman, five Germans, including Simonson, were lined up to be shot. Then the schoolmaster appeared, spoke to the senior French officer, and as a result, Werner Simonson was led away, and the other Germans were then shot. From that day, he never forgot the importance of small acts of kindness. In fact, he became known for them. So Werner Simonson became a prisoner of the French at the Battle of Dixmude. It lasted five years, that imprisonment. After Simonson returned to Germany in 1920, he studied law. He became a high court judge. But the good times didn't last. Back to Don Stevens. And when Germany itself was struggling with problems, he was living comfortably with his wife and son. And then, in 1933, Hitler came to power. The Hitler called the Jews subhuman monkeys, and a persecution started. Simonson was interviewed, and they found out that all four of his grandparents were Jews. His parents were baptized Lutherans, so although he had fought for Germany and he had nothing to do with the Jews, he was sacked. His career was in ruins. Publishers wouldn't print his books, and his passport had a huge J for Jew stamped on it, and all his advantages had gone just like a soap bubble. Simonson, an atheist, visited a Lutheran church where he was converted after hearing the gospel of the crucified and risen Christ. 
He was 49 years old. But life was becoming more and more difficult. Every time the doorbell rang, they were scared it was the Gestapo or secret police come for them. And then he had a heart attack and the doctor refused to treat him because the Nazis called him a Jew. He had the chance to go to England to get away from it all. Now aged 50, he took a deep breath of freedom as he stepped off a boat at Southampton in March 1939, hoping that his wife and his son would be able to join him in England as soon as he had enough money to support them. He could speak no English, and he brought the only thing the Nazis couldn't take from him, which was his faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Werner Simonson, a 50-year-old former judge persecuted as a Jew, soon felt something unexpected. God was calling him to the gospel ministry. But World War II broke out that year, and all the German citizens in Britain were rounded up for fear that they were Nazi spies. Simonson spent six months under the watchful eyes of the British security officers, and after he was released, he felt the desire to enter the ministry. Don Stevens picks up the story here. Now, in the middle of the war, the only place he could find which would teach him English and give him some basic theological training was an evangelical Anglican college. They gave him three years free tuition for the ministry. So at the height of the war, a German citizen was ordained as a Church of England minister, now aged 52. The British newspapers were full of the amazing story of how a German passport-carrying citizen had become a British church minister in the middle of the war. And about this time, he heard his father had died. His mother and sister had been gassed in Auschwitz, and his wife, who fortunately for her was not Jewish, was free from arrest in Germany, but living in Dresden. Werner Simonson remained separated from his wife and son until the war ended, and they were able to join him in England. And soon, he was contacted by the West German government. They needed high court judges, and he was a German citizen who was not tainted by the stain of Nazism. But this was his reply. He was winning souls in England, and that was far more important than a seat on Germany's high court. Once again, Don Stevens with the end of Simonson's story. Then a Simonson lived to be 101, and he died in 1991. Though more or less blind towards the end, he preached to within a few weeks of his death, and would you believe it, he saw conversions even at that age. He was a humble, a self-effacing man, a prayerful man, who learnt from his experiences of life. After all, when you think about it, what had happened to him? He'd been a soldier, he'd been a prisoner, he'd been a lawyer, a judge, an author, a persecuted nobody under Hitler, a refugee, a theology student, and lastly, an evangelistic minister in three churches, now, his conversion in middle age is unusual, 
And perhaps because Christ called him late in life, he was always eager to redeem the time. What a lesson for us. Because of that ministry of his, there are many in heaven today. And he wrote a little book of his memories. And he wrote at the beginning his motive for doing it. I have written this small book, he said, to show that God changes lives. Thank God that's still true today. Maybe even here tonight. I don't know about you, but I find Brother Werner's story to be incredibly comforting. It reminds us that even in the midst of horrible human sin, Christ is still growing his church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. Werner Simonson experienced some of the worst that this fallen world has to offer. Two world wars, racial persecution, and genocide. Six months in a prison camp. Things that you and I perhaps have never had to experience. But what did God do? He saved this man. And then he turned him into a minister who spread the gospel of Christ in England. One of the countries Werner had fought against as a German soldier in the First World War. Isn't that just like our God? Only in Christ can an exile find himself among brothers and sisters in enemy territory. Jesus finds us in unexpected places at unexpected times. God's grace is active, alive, even in the middle of a war. Why don't we take just a moment and pray together? Would you join me? Lord, we come to you in prayer right now. Many things weigh many of us low. And yet we need to be reminded that only through your grace and through your power at work in us can we be lifted high. We cannot reach you on our own. But Lord, you chose to reach out to us by sending Christ to die for our sins. By sending your spirit, once we are born again believers in Christ, to mold us, to shape us, to comfort us, to counsel us, and to give us the strength we need in our weakness to carry on, not just one day, but carry on our lives that are given to you, to share our faith with others. Just as we've heard in stories of those who served in World War II or in this book called War and Grace, Lord, it's just a magnificent story, your love for us, that's come down many centuries before us and will continue long after us while we all await the return of our Savior, King Jesus. Lord, speak to us now. And show us our great need to depend on you. We pray this now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Your glorious cause, O God, engages our hearts. May Jesus Christ be known wherever we are. We ask not for ourselves. For your renown, the cross has saved us, so we pray your kingdom come. Let your kingdom come, let your 
Pray every day, Thy Kingdom Come. Only the title of the song by Sovereign Grace that we just heard is Let Your Kingdom Come on Haven Today and a program called War and Grace. The story of Werner Simonson, amazing. What a life the Lord allowed him to live. As Christians, it's encouraging to hear about how our Lord uses all sorts of people for his glory. I think that's why I've so enjoyed reading biographies about God's people. And when I read Don Stevens' War and Grace, I wasn't just pointed to the lives of people. More importantly, I was pointed to Christ, who touched all 13 of these true characters and the stories of faith that are found in the book. These short biographies will help you trust in the Lord Jesus to always be with you in times of peace but also in times of war. You need to read War and Grace this July. So why don't you call us right now? Why don't you make a gift to the ministry? And we'll send you a copy of the book, War and Grace. The number you can call, and please do it right now. 
is 800-654-2836. That's 800-65-HAVEN. Or go online and there you'll find many resources like the video that we shot with the late Louis Zamperini at his home in the Hollywood Hills a couple of years before he died and a special blog post on his life. You can experience all of that as well as get the book and make your gift when you come to haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. And we just posted another World War II story on our Great Stories podcast with Ray and Betty Whips. They fell in love during World War II, but Ray had to survive it if they were to get married. Look for it at haventoday.org or listen to the Great Stories podcast where you hear your podcasts. I'm Charles Morris. Thank you so much for joining me. Won't you come back again next time when again together we'll share the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus. I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. What is this all for, really? Why do Christians care so much about following Jesus? Why do we spend so much time praying and talking to others about Christ, reading our Bibles, singing, and going to church? What is it all for, anyways? So often, I have been asked that question, and if I'm honest, many times I've found myself asking that question, why am I doing this? Paul's words in 1 Timothy 1 ground me. The goal of this command is love, which comes from a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith. Why do we do it? This is where a pure heart comes from. Christ centers us on himself, and our faith follows. Spend more time with Jesus. Visit GetAnchor.com.